Welcome back to the He's Abroad podcast. I'm John here live on Sunday morning in New Zealand. And I'm here with Jason, who's abroad in New York City. <laughs> oh, that is awful. Why would you possibly start that this way? I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the yeah, waveform no. and it's awful. Yeah, you're gonna I'm have gonna. to you're gonna have to fix that. No, I'm just gonna it's hyperbolic. Ugh. Didn't feel good Who, uh, doing that. Yeah, so do you want to do you want to break your own? I mean, we've got two things to start with. One, one you asked me a question, or <laughs> I, I told you something that was a possibility, and your response was, so I'm, I'm going to make it hypothetical, right? I said, hey, there's an opportunity I might be able to move somewhere working in my current job. And he said, why would you do that over New Zealand? And yeah. I said, well, because there's going to be more money. Yeah, and your response is, "Do you need more money, or something along <laughs> those lines of how much more money do you need?" And my response to him was, "That's the most un-American thing I think I've ever been asked by another American." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, the only the only reason why it was just like you're, I can't really think of a better place in the world to be. Well. New Ze- Let me just put it that way. New Zealand is one of the, probably the more desirable places to be like on the planet. So maybe in the hypothetical where you go someplace else, and I don't know if you probably shouldn't say where it is, but let's just no. say you do, right? There mm-hmm. is that that's got issues, man. Just saying there's issues. Everything's got issues. Right? Exactly. Like, I, New, I, what I are would New Zealand's argue- issues? I, New Zealand has a lot of issues, right? So, like for me personally, I would say the issues are minimal. But New Zealand, New Zealand does have a housing crisis, right? Every so like place, buying every, a house in this everywhere, every has Western crisis. world has a every Western location has a housing problem. But just okay, just hear me out here. New Zealand has a cost of living problem. It cost yep. me about two hundred dollars to fill up my tank mm-hmm. because yeah, gas but that's is also about, that's relative. Two hundred New Zealand dollars, <laughs> which again, it's not that. It's that's like sixteen dollars. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like one hundred and seventy is what it actually is, or one hundred and fifty. No, that's, that's not true. I think it's about it, yeah. Isn't this? But still, though, rate, like, when's the 30%? last time you filled up a tank of gas for one hundred and fifty dollars in the U.S.? You could have stopped that question at when was the last time I filled up a gas tank? Yeah, exactly. So just I how, don't how know. much is how, how much is a monthly pass in New York City for subway? Uh, no. I don't pay for it, but it's like a hundred. That's nobody asked twenty you bucks. That. Everyone asked you what the price was. Nobody asked. No, no, me but I'm saying I pay. It. I pay per ride. I pay per ride now because I because the uh, like the tap to pay stuff is too convenient. So how much do you pay per ride for each direction? Right. So you get on the subway, you pay a flat fare, right? Okay. Two seventy five. So two. Yeah. So I mean, but I'm assuming in caps. So let, let's do the math here because uh, so two seventy five times thirty. That's eighty two dollars each way, and then times that by two. Right. Let's just say you get on and you get off. Right, so that's 164, and I'm gonna assume that there's some level of of overage charge for that. No, you've got so a basically, pass. it's not so gonna actually be what happens. That, it stops right? at the maximum I pay per month. I could tell you this exactly right now when I open. It's uh, could have just done this math in my head. 130 dollars. Okay, so it's still not bad. I remember paying. No, it's great. I remember paying like 100. And, it was, I think it was 80 or 90 bucks when I started living in New York. It was cheap. Yeah, like yeah it, was always, it was about a hundred dollars when I first started. It was yeah, yeah it was like one hundred four or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's so, gone up for sure, but still. But look though, New Zealand's cost of living is high. Like it's expensive to live here. Yeah, like like um, like like a block of cheese is like thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, look around, man. How are the roads? How are the roads? The roads nice. 
They're okay. They're they're windy. I mean, you've been on the New Zealand road. No, I mean, like well, I, I don't. I'm not telling like how they were built. I'm saying like the other potholes. They're fine. Yeah, there's yeah. potholes. There's like everywhere else, but it's not like in the yeah, states where it's like yeah, that's what crazy. I'm saying. How's the how's the how's the greenery? Things seem to be taken well care of there. Like, would you are you happy? Are you happy Again, when taxes are going? I'm perfectly look. I, I mean, I get taxed a lot, <laughs> right? I mean, if I was living in the states, there'd be some nice it. tax cuts for me. But I I get taxed the the highest percentage, right? Because I mean, I'm doing pretty good. But your sure. answer, your question to me was when I said, "Hey, I might move somewhere because there's more money," and your response was, "Well, don't you have enough?" And 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 my answer to that is, I, I'm an American. There's no such thing as enough. <laughs> yeah, but you're engaged to a Kiwi, so is there's just a balance I, there. Look, and I'm a Kiwi myself. How dare you? That's true. You are officially a Kiwi now, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, no, fifty so, percent. Well, I guess you. Both things are true. Yeah. All these things are true. But yeah, I mean, it was just funny that you had asked me that. And I was like, is there ever an American who's been like, nah, that's enough. <laughs> I don't think we'd be on the problem in the world we were if there are enough people who say, Yeah, I'll tell you, you know who what? says you've had enough. It's liberals, the progressive movements, these people trying to keep you from making your money. I, I of that's, course, said that to Jess because, yeah, I probably do have enough. I have more than enough. <laughs> yeah, and I'd, I'd enjoy for less responsibility for less money at this point. Uh, yeah. New yeah. you seem to have a pretty uh, a pretty good situation going on over there. So I'm I, just saying, if if all things were equal, and it's just like, all right, instead of being in this location, I'm going to be in this location or that location. I'd say, you know, your life, man. But I've, I, I don't know if I would take that trade. Wages are wages again. I, I'm in a very specific position. Wages when you're not in very specific positions aren't high. People here don't get paid very well mm-hmm. in comparison to other places. I'd I'd argue that you know there's probably doctors and nurses here that if they told you what they made in New Zealand dollars, you'd be shocked because it's probably fifty, sixty k a year New Zealand. When you'd be yeah. like, whoa, that's a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty k job in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, like, look, New Zealand's great, but New Zealand they're, has they're also like everywhere else. So they're also probably not uh, frisking insurance money. <laughs> yeah, like there's I mean, like, look, in like the healthcare crazy rates because they can. Well, the funny thing about the healthcare stuff as well, right? Like the healthcare is pretty much free, right? Like if you don't have money, you don't you don't need money to get health care. You do need money to get health care on time. Yeah. And to get health care that is maybe. To a level that you so would you get a expect fast pass. In you get, get health fast pass. Yeah, or the US or some of these other places, right? Like you would expect, for example, let's say that you need to get an MRI done. You're going to go on a wait list, and that might mean you get that MRI in three, four months if you don't have private insurance versus mm-hmm. the next day. So, yeah, and New Zealand's health system is going through it like everyone else's health system is going through it because of COVID and you know, people getting sick and there's not enough, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of young people from New Zealand are leaving because they don't make enough money and they can't afford to buy homes. So it's a lot of immigrants who come over here and they don't get paid well. And so like, yeah, New Zealand's New Zealand in comparison to what I see on the news, other places is great, but it doesn't mean that it's perfect. And no, you sometimes no place weigh, is perfect. Do you want to maximize earnings and possibly have to deal with uh, getting stopped and frisked once a year? <laughs> I know. Maybe I know, you might. I know. I know what you want to do. You want to. You want the uh, the citizen the citizenship hat trick. That's what you want. You're going for. I don't think I can be a triple citizen. <laughs> well, why not? Not with that attitude. Why not? I, I think. I think the U.S. would stop me. Oh. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the U.S. will let me it? be a triple citizen. So you can get the U.S. does allow for triple citizenship and does not require natural U.S. citizens to give up citizen in their home country or other countries. Huh? There you go. There you go. So there you go. I can be trick. a triple citizen. You can you, know what? you can make this easier. You could convert to Judaism and then get uh, Israeli citizenship. I thought I thought you had to be born a Jew. That might be a requirement. I don't know the details. And the main reason why the U.S. does this is because you still have to report your taxes as long as you're an American citizen. Yeah. Um, They're gonna get yeah, their so, money. Yeah. So it said generally, if a country allows dual citizenship, it most likely allows triple citizenship. So yeah, I think you might be right. Let's go for this hat trick. Should I go become a Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, go get Canadian citizenship. That's I, probably hard to get. Ah, uh, you think so? I don't. But I don't know if, gonna, if it would. If be. you're gonna have, that's a pretty good. If you're gonna have three citizenships. Hmm. That's pretty. That's a pretty good combo. Is it? If you US, were to pick, what, Canada, what three citizenships would you pick? I'm curious, right? Because I've got two. I've got U.S. and New Zealand, and I'll yeah. think of the third here as you tell me what would your other two be. I'd pick. Um, I'd probably go for something in Europe. Oh, yeah, mm, Europe. Pro- probably maybe Europe or um, Asia would be an interesting one as well. But man, I'm trying to think. Like, what would open up all access? Where if someone's like, hey, man, if we don't take kindly to your type around here, they're like, no, wait, hang on a second. And then I just pull out the right passport, you know, like that's that's what I'm trying to think of here. So I'll, I'll tell you what mine is, right? If this helps. Right. Yeah. Like New Zealand and the U.S. are pretty good. Right. Like there's like, for example, Cuba is now open to me, <laughs> which is yeah. great. Right. I just unlocked another country that I couldn't go to before where cool. I personally would pick two places, three places, and they're all in Asia, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think having the U.S. and having New Zealand covers most of where white people are. Yep. Just does, right? Because you don't travel as a U.S. citizen. If I have a Kiwi passport, any country in Europe will let me in because they're like, we all want to be in New Zealand. I would pick Japan, Singapore, mm. or South Korea, whichever's easier out of those three. Because I think Singapore has the most open destinations in the world. Yeah, you go anywhere I, with a Singaporean passport. That's that's a good call. I think you're right. Because that that's what I was trying to think. I'm like, which what is like the most neutral of the Asian territories that nobody Singapore, really has right? beef with? And I think you're yeah. right. I think, I think that Singapore. has to be it. Because like maybe Japan Vietnam would be cool, is anybody is anybody pissed yeah, at Vietnam right now? Yeah, Vietnam's still a little shady. So I, I did type this in, right? CNN travel. The best passports to hold in 2022 are, right? I'm gonna lead you at the top. There's 10. And okay. it's the number of destinations you can go to. So Japan and Singapore are number one with 192 destinations. Wow. Okay. And I'd pick Singapore first, even though the English is a little weird. I feel I like it. culturally you can live in Singapore and it's a giant ex we've been to we've been to all three of these places. Singapore's yeah. a giant expat city. It's not a very big city or v- very big country rather. You didn't say the third. Um, you only said Singapore. Yeah, Japan, so sorry. And... I, I said South Korea before, but number 2 okay. is Germany and South Korea. Now the problem with the German passport is that Germany doesn't want you to be a dual citizenship. I've got friends mm-hmm. here who are German and in order to become a dual citizen, you have to explain to Germany why you want to keep your German passport. So you have to like write them letters. It's a bit of a process. So I'd cut Germany out. Yeah. Japan's a good one and I would sooner go to Japan. I can't deal with Singapore's singlish. You know it. I've said it before. I can. It, I it is I, chili I hate crab it. is worth being a citizen for. You're right. The chili crab is great, but <laughs> But also, Japan's got that okonomiyaki. Just saying. 
Just it saying. does. The problem with Japan, though, is that it's. I think it's a little like you're probably going to have to be able to speak Japanese to get I'll a figure it out at some point. Singapore, I, I don't think I have to do anything. I think I just have to be just just live there for a while. And there's plenty of places to work. You, I think you know, in the you don't time to... in the time you would be required to stay in order to get citizenship in Japan. You'd probably be able to speak the language at that point. Oh, I'm sure, but I'm, I bet you it's hard. I bet you Japanese citizenship, because look, let's be honest, they're a little xenophobic in Japan. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're not going to be happy about it. No. Just, Singapore. I, I know they're not going to be Singapore, I think, is going to be like, yeah, okay, cool. You got money, you can come. So I'll, I'll read the rest of these real quick, because you've got you got to name two other ones, right? So three on the list is a combination of Finley, Finley, Finley <laughs> Finland, Finland. <laughs> Italy. I combined two countries together. Finland, yeah. Italy, Luxembourg, and Spain. Number four is Austria, Denmark, Netherlands, Sweden. Number mm. five is France, Ireland, Portugal, the UK. Number six is Belgium, New Zealand, Norway, Switzerland, United States. Number seven is Australia, Canada, Czech Republic, Greece, Malta. Number eight is Hungary. Number nine is Lithuania, Poland, and Slovakia. And number 10 is Estonia, Latvia, and Slovenia. Hold up. Why Why is Lithuania lower than the U.S.? What's the, what do they got? Yeah, I don't, What's the issue with uh, a Lithuanian passport? I'm Where sure there's maybe go? some countries that they don't trust, you know, heavily, maybe European, possibly, you know, old Eastern Bloc countries would be my huh. assumption. Like, it's maybe right. a little holdover of, eh, we don't really know how legit you are if you live in these countries. So, what two extra They're ones a NATO pick, right? Country. So, I'm, I'm thinking, assuming you're going to pick Japan, right? Like, you're going to say U.S. and Japan. Yeah, and you know okay. what? I think I think my third one. I think I'm going like Netherlands. That's that's not you a bad know? choice. Because I'm I'm also thinking like for a fine white I'm, man like yourself. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like where do I go when shit gets real? You know, like when shit gets real crazy. In the New world. Zealand's not a and bad I, choice. <laughs> New Zealand is a good choice. Is not a bad choice. But yeah, I'm just saying. I don't know. I, I, there's something about you guys got those earthquakes and you're also far do. from everything. Like I, I it's nice. It's nice enough to have some connection to other places. Like I could drive further than like 10 hours and not be in the ocean. That's cool. So yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of going Netherlands. Never it's been not a bad choice. It's seems not a bad nice. choice though. It does seem seems nice. nice. You're, it's the middle of Asia. It's a pretty neutral Asian country. Why? My question would be, why not Finland? Uh, too close to Russia. I don't want to be okay. close to Russia. I don't want to be that close to Russia. Fair it's uh, you know keep keep me away from that. It's like Netherlands is in a good spot because it's it's not too close to Russia. It doesn't seem like it's in one of those. It's not targeted by people. Like who the hell's thinking? You know who we're pissed at right now? The the Dutch. Like we got to get after those fuckers. I, like, I'd argue out of these. I'd, I'd argue and look. I'd argue as well, right? Aren't people really tall in the Netherlands? Isn't that one of the tallest places in the world? You'd be you'd be a unicorn. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> you'd stick out when you have a fine, you know, woman Dutch woman who's like, you know, I'm just tired of these six four guys. I'm yeah, just looking aver- for a man who's who's like <laughs> five feet tall, and then the you, you come height, along. <laughs> average male height is six feet. Average uh, average woman is five point five feet. So I'd be under the average woman average, height yeah. in in the Netherlands. That's Look at that. About. So I like this plan. So for but you, they are it's the tallest be... people in the world. Too. So what would you but do I, first? But here's, here's the other Japan. good thing: is if I was like in trouble, I needed to hide out. No one would find me because I'd just be incognito under the sea of tallies. Yeah, could hide. Hide very well. Yeah, it's a good hiding spot. All right, so there you go. So uh, good luck. You should move to Japan and start working on this. 
Yeah. But the other good thing about uh, Japan is that I have access to it. The other cool thing is like we saw the islands. Like, honestly, if I'm going to Japan, I'm hiding out. Or I, I don't know why I'm like looking at these things as escape plans. But, <laughs> I was going to say, were, were you? Yeah. Don't from? worry. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But if I did. But if I did need to, like, I'd be going to Ishigaki. Like, that's where I would take shelter. I'd be hanging out with uh, with our boy Yam. Could you could you really live in Ishigaki? I lose my mind. Living in New Zealand is already pretty small. I don't think I can live in a small Japanese island with with the monkeys that you've tried to kill as well. They'd find you. They're fine, but they're um, the monkeys are fine. But <laughs> yeah, I guess you know you could be like, wow, that's that's crazy. But simultaneously, you take one bite of that pineapple. Oh, that pineapple's good. Yeah. But that pineapple was but that pineapple was in uh, Okinawa. Okinawa? Yeah, but we still had but the first taste of the Japanese pineapple was in Ishigaki because we went to that pineapple farm in Ishigaki. The problem with Ishigaki though, and the problem with Japan is that, you know, if things are really hitting the fan here, this is a hit the fan play. Yeah. Like there's a couple of countries that are gonna be on the hit list from let's say China, China. or yeah, Russia. Then I go to the Netherlands. Okay. Well, then that, that might put you in, if Russia really starts to move more over, you'd be in trouble. Where Singapore, right? Like, who's coming to Singapore? China. Like, I'm looking at the map of Singapore. It's tiny. China. They'd hit Malaysia China. first. Yeah, yeah and but, then they'd hit China. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess New Zealand's not bad. I guess I picked them up for my second choice. Not not, not a bad one. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Go. So, to talk about what's going on this week, <laughs> for yeah. me, I'm working, and I dodged COVID. Right. So I didn't catch it. I have still not caught COVID, even though I am now more convinced than ever that I'm just delaying the inevitable. And I'm really you... close to as I get close to having to travel back to the US for Christmas time that I find somebody with COVID and say, just cough on me or cough yeah. in my mouth so I can now, get Did you this take any tests? Did you I take did. tests? So okay. the rule in New Zealand, right? When you have symptoms and you take a test and it shows positive. You are supposed to isolate at home for seven days, right? Okay. So you don't have to test again. You have to isolate at home for seven days, and you can leave once those seven days are up and once you stop showing symptoms. Okay. So whatever so whatever kind of happens latest, I guess, right? So if you stop showing symptoms on day three, you have to wait another seven days. Now, anyone who's in your household, so your household contacts, have to stay isolated as well. So I wasn't allowed to leave, and I had to test. Three times. I had to test at the very first. I, you, have, you have to test twice, sorry. You have to test within day three of that person's positive COVID test and then day seven. So if I don't test positive on day three and day seven, I'm good to leave. So okay. I tested I tested a little more than that. But the problem with the reason why the person who catches COVID doesn't have to keep testing is apparently you can still test positive like weeks after your first positive test. So it's more about symptoms and are you going to spread this versus still testing positive on your rapid antigen test. Right. Got it. Yeah. So I tested. We say all that because I got COVID. And you were partying with the NFT crypto bros and they gave you COVID. (laughs) Either that or... I got a message on Sunday saying that a guy I skated with on Saturday had COVID as well. So I tested positive on Tuesday night or Tuesday afternoon. That was when I started to, I was like, something feels a little off here. So I didn't go to work on Tuesday and I, I took a test and I have like, I have so many of these tests lying around. Cause I got the, uh, I got the ones that uh, Joe Biden sent me. 
And I got these other ones that some people on the street handed me. So I had like 16 tests in my apartment as of like Tuesday. So I took this test and I looked at this and I was like, am I seeing something or is this actually positive? You know, it's like the faintest line. And when I, when I, I actually took another one of the tests and just compared it without being used to the one that I used just to see the two. I'm like, yeah, I think something's there. Let's assume I'm positive. Took another test the following morning and it was very positive. I was like, cool. I got it. Finally got it. I was happy about it. And I'm not even being sarcastic about that because I'm actually going to Lithuania later this month. And I wanted to make sure that, so if I get it now, then that means I'm going to be fine when I go to Lithuania. There was one day. So Wednesday morning, I was a little like run down and I said, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do anything today. I'm just going to chill. And, but by early afternoon on Wednesday, I felt fine. And even now, like I feel fine. I'm isolating, staying inside. So I guess five, this today would technically be day five. The recommendation from the CDC is after five days, if you don't have symptoms, you could get out and you just got to wear a mask when you're around <laughs> other people. So that's, that's what they say. But, you know, tests are still reading positive as they would. And yeah, uh, COVID has been so much fun. I've sat around and it, I love I love a disease that I could recover by just sitting around and play video games for a day. So how long did your symptoms last? Oh, like hours, not even. And it was so you never basically like, had a bit of a cold for an hour, it, and now you're not back even. To normal. Colds, colds are worse than this. I was just like wow. a little ache. I was a little achy when I got up and tired. I slept for another two hours, and then I got up, and I'm like, "Well, I already said I'm taking off, so I'm just gonna sit on ass and play I the Somnium Files, the Nirvana Initiative, like a cool guy." And I'll talk about that later. But yeah, that's <laughs> that was my COVID experience. Otherwise, I've been taking Tylenol just to keep anything at bay. And, you know, occasionally maybe there was like a minor headache there here and there, but that was it. Uh, but yeah, this was nothing. I thankfully never lost my sense of taste. <laughs> that would have been the, I think that's everyone's worry when they catch COVID. Oh my God. Give is, me death. I'll take the rest of the, I'll take before, the rest of the symptoms. Just that. don't take away my taste and smell. Yeah. My, my symptom. So on Tuesday I was coughing like once every five minutes. Like it, it was, you could time it like every five minutes I was coughing and that was it. And then Wednesday, that cough was basically gone. And yeah, here we are COVID free, uh, not COVID free, but still got COVID. And, um, yeah. yeah, I, this was, this was nothing. So day basically five though, should be boredom. coming up pretty soon, right? Like, are you going to go spend the 4th of July? Yeah. So I mean, so after today, and again, if you test, you'll probably still test positive. It's not about the test once you once you have symptoms. And so I've been gone. trying it's to figure that out. And yeah, I guess that's the case. So rapid tests, like I'm still going to be testing positive like, yes. for a so while. So I bet you if you test a day, you would test positive. And again, I did. I've different. been testing every morning, and I'm still testing positive. And, and there's no need to test every morning. Like that's well, I got all these tests that expire in like three weeks, so I might as well. So sure, if you want to keep taking tests, then go for it. But I don't want to take I don't want to take Joe Biden's tests for granted. You know, it's about the symptoms at this point. Like if you if you're yeah, so if you're not coughing and sneezing, then you're not you're most likely not contagious, right? Like you still maybe have it in your body or still shows up, but you're not contagious. Yeah, like there's a contagious period for this of when you can catch it, but that's why you wait five 
I mean, five days, I think is probably a little short, but like in general, seven days to 10 days, I think. I like to do my own research. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> so the question is, <laughs> did did you catch this this new right? Because in America, I keep hearing about this. There's this B two variant that is evading vaccinations. Well, as in, you can't, if you're vaccinated, you no. Well, you can. You can get your blood tested. I think right. Well, can't I'm you not get tested. Of which, yeah, you're not going to do that. Because yeah, I'm you're not like everyone else who's over this. Right, you're done. But even then, you it's like it, what's you're done. I I beat it. I caught it. Plus, what are you going to get, man? I beat this thing to death. Like it's, it didn't wow, stand a chance. A cocky there, it, are came, we? <laughs> it came in to my dojo, and I beat the shit out of this thing like Neo. All right, like I, I just like in the in like in the new Matrix when he like blows up the dojo. You know what I'm oh saying? Like that's what I did. It was me and my army of antioxidants, oh. thanks to the uh, <laughs> thanks to the absurd amount of matcha I drink on a daily basis. So, what are they going to find? They're going to find nothing. They're just going to be like, oh, man, wow, your blood is magical. Maybe it's the cure. Maybe I should give them my blood. <laughs> well, I'm glad you f- I'm glad you feel OK. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, though. It, it's it's weird after two years to over two years, I mean, two and a half years at this point. I'd say, though, like the minor feeling I did have did bring me slightly back to that time at the end of 2019 when or early 2020 when i was sick so you think you might have already had this you think that you've already had this once you've been vaccinated you've now caught it again and so like i mean your immune system for this thing is probably as peak performant as it could be no because i well if that was what i had yeah let's just assume that it is before that was well before anybody even knew this thing was was. before anybody had the word covid on their on their lips right so that thing never even it was whatever, but it seemed to check all the boxes. Then over the last two and a half years, I probably did have it, but was asymptomatic. I think everybody at some point has had this and you're either asymptomatic or, or you, uh, or you are symptomatic. And I just or think if you haven't, you're going like to get that it soon us. because apparently yeah. you can catch this thing as soon as three weeks after you've gotten it. Apparently. Right. Like apparently it's like in three weeks you can come across someone who is who is COVID positive and they sneeze on you and you can test positive again. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you're not out of this. Like you can catch it, like they said, as soon as, right? So oh, okay. it yeah. you don't have some six month immunity like we kind of thought. But I'm assuming the more that you catch this, just eventually the the the, the less and less you're actually going to be affected by it because you're going to build up an immunity to it, which is where yeah, we're heading. Or your because or your lungs are so completely fucked yeah. that you're taking that your breaths that you're taking are so insignificant that the amount of air you're breathing in is so short ranged that you're not let's be even honest. close to sucking in that much stuff. Let's be honest, we're in this position because you all couldn't stay in your house for a month. Hold on a second. Don't tell me that. I I stayed in my I stayed home for more than a month. Okay, I did it. I did it right. Okay, don't put this on. This me. is this is why. This is why we're in this position is because you couldn't just chill out. No, for a month. No, you can't get you can't get six billion people to chill out for a month. That's it. Just a, we said four weeks inside, and we're going to pay you to do it, and you couldn't do it. Can't do it. You couldn't it's too do hard. it. It's too hard. It's too hard. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So exactly. Well, here we are. Well, I'm feeling fine. I I beat it. Take that, COVID. You suck. Anyway, got some news stories here. 
Um, let's see here. So I got three. You already know two of them, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You could still choose the order. So we got mm-hmm. Radio Shack. We got Red Bull. And we got the Stanley Cup. That's the one you don't know about. Let's do Radio Shack last because I hate that story. <laughs> but it's okay. a good one. I hate right. the Radio Shack story. It makes, it makes me sad. Uh, so let's do the Red Bull one first because it's probably quick. Mm-hmm. Then... That's the Stanley Cup and then the Red Bulls or then the uh, Radio Shack story. Cool. Here we go. Reading from NBCnews.com via not the onion Reddit. (laughs) Red Bull drinkers can claim $10 over gives you wings lawsuit. If you drank a can of Red Bull in the past 12 years, you may be able to claim a $10. You may be able to claim a $10 the hell wrote this shit after a lawsuit over the energy drinks claims it gives journalism <laughs> yeah i guess it's dead. if you drink a can of red bull yeah. in the yeah they literally said this thing can claim give you wings the austrian drinks giant agreed to a 13 million dollar settlement with american customers in a class action complaint that alleged the distinctive taste drink was no more effective than a cup of coffee, despite advertisements that promised increased performance and concentration. How would you describe this? Hang on well. a second. Yeah. That's what you go by, not the distinctive tasting. How would you describe Red Bull to somebody? The I actually taste. like Red Bull personally. You like but it? You it's like got the a taste. weird. It's got a weird. What's the best way to describe? It's like this? metal. It tastes like you're drinking metal. Well, it tastes like somebody took a Mountain Dew, yeah, and put like. Two drops of some unknown alcoholic substance in it. Huh. So it's not enough to get you drunk or to give you any feeling. It just gives you that weird. It's almost like if someone poured Mountain Dew into an into an empty vodka bottle. Mm, okay. It's weird. Yeah. Because it does it is a little metal. It's a little artificial. Oh, a little artificial. <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot of artificial. There is. I mean, that, I don't even think it's as anywhere like made with real fruit juice or anything. They don't even try. It doesn't say like Red Bull is like orange flavored. It doesn't say any of that. It's just no, Red Bull. It's like just Red Bull. The, the, the color is the color is kind of like it's it's like Surge. You remember Surge from back in the day? It's yeah, like of course. Surge, but Surge mixed with like the backwash of some weird alcohol. That's <laughs> what it tastes like to me. <laughs> it is. I. You know what? In that case, I guess it is a distinctive tasting drink. Yeah. The settlement, yet to be approved by the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of New York, offers any consumer who bought a Red Bull between January 1st, 2002 and October 3rd, 2014, either $10 cash or $15 worth of Red Bull products, according to law firm (laughs) Morelli Alters Ratner. No proof of purchase is required for claims, which can be made through a web form published this week. Filling it out today. Yeah, so you might as well just get get your ten dollars, fifteen dollars. That's the hilarious. website. The website is down; doesn't exist. Oh, what a shame! Well, I guess you can't do it until it's approved. I would assume so. Yeah, but it's not. It was not, not immediately. It was not immediately clear how the total payout sum would be divided among the millions of annual customers of the caffeinated drink. The law firm said complaint complainant Benjamin Carithers Carithers whatever alleged Red Bull was misleading customers by making claims about the functional beverage and its ability to give you wings despite reports. Wait, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I see why this is I see why this is dead. <laughs> we should have looked at the date of this article. No, this is uh this is 2014. <laughs> 
the law firm is no longer operating uh-huh. and the website is down. So this was like yeah. the definition of someone almost eight years ago was ambulance chasing. <laughs> but it's still funny. It's still good to still read. Still funny story. I yeah. Because because I, I didn't know that they I didn't know that they stopped. They didn't stop this campaign, did they? No. Like I do. feel like I remember hearing Red Bull gives you wings like as recent as last year. Yeah, they still do that. Yeah. Let's see. Gives you wings lawsuit. Well, now let's go down the. Uh... Let's go down so the like rabbit they hole. didn't stop using it, but I guess they just have a bunch of terms and condition now, mm-hmm. which is just like, hey, so this doesn't actually give you wings, you dummies. We're just it's it's an advertising. So yeah, this is this is an old article, but still a goodie. I thought this was recent. <laughs> well, it was on the homepage of Not the Onion, so was and this is why we don't there. get our news from Reddit. <laughs> exactly, why. or at least not from there. <sighs> yeah, so. But apparently they never Wait. they never pleaded guilty. I'm looking no, because why stuff would now. you? Because I think I think the commercial is still going on. It's just you have to and look. This is the problem, right? And I would say this is this is a very American feature. Of yep. again, it's bad. To, like lawyers are going to take class action lawsuits because they get a bunch of money for this class action. Out of that thirteen million, I'm going to say that that law firm took half. Oh yeah, class action lawsuits themselves never favor the people actually. No, you know, the people is the end of that sentence. Yeah, yeah, and because part of that is like, well, you know, we'll only pay out the people that obviously sign up for this thing, and then the rest of that money goes towards quote unquote legal fees. So yeah, yeah like I, I didn't realize that they had been sued for this because someone said, "Wait a minute, I drank a can of this. It didn't give me wings. I'm owed retribution because I took this thinking I could fly." Or I thought that this would make me perform better. It's just caffeine. Like, do you know what's in Red Bull? Like, have we ever yeah, looked at the like ingredients a shit t- of what's yeah, in a Red like Bull? Yeah, it, it's about the same caffeine as a as a cup of coffee, but it does have it doesn't have like a shit ton of vitamins. I'm, maybe I'm just thinking of Five Hour Energy, which does a similar thing. Yeah, and Five but Hour it's, Energy it's like is, a, is a smaller thing, right? Yeah, Red Bull is like thousand percent of uh, of various vitamins right isn't that one yeah, of the craziest so, so things? it contains different amounts of caffeine taurine b vitamins yeah. so b2 b3 b5 b6 b12 and simple sugars sucrose and glucose in a buffer solution of carbonated water baking soda magnesium carbonate substituted in some flavors with trisodium citrate citric acid buffer so each solution providing electrolytes so yeah, like it's kind of what you'd expect. It's caffeine, taurine, a bunch of vitamins, and then what really gives you the taste is carbonated water, baking soda, magnesium carbonate. <laughs> well, I don't drink Red Bull. I I did. There was um when I did the drive from New York to Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo's in New York, but you know what I mean. From the New York City suburbs to Buffalo, I would. Uh, if I was starting to crash, I would grab an energy drink, but I wouldn't go for a Red Bull. I would get the, uh, I, I would typically, my go-to was an orange flavored monster. Those are delicious. Oh. Oh, and monster, it's too much. The monster is too much. It's a big can. And, exactly. And a glazed donut. Basically, the <laughs> defibrillator is what I would call that. It was just like, hey, look, because it was usually like, you got about an hour and a half to go. You need to push on through. Just like, get that get that jolt to get you through the, final the trick the trick for me 
Because I drove from New York back to Michigan when I left yes. New York. I left at like four in the morning. That's a haul. And right around, and I, I made, I got home, I got back to this, I got back to Michigan at like 1230. That's insane. <laughs> that is <laughs> absolutely insane. Didn't take me long at all. I got home and I was like, whoa, I got back here super quick. Like that didn't take long at all. Roll, roll your window down. It's too noisy. Roll your window down. That's the trick. And especially if it's snowing. <laughs> oh, well, hang on a second. <laughs> That's how you get back in record time. Because you're like, I only got a couple more hours. I don't want to stop for energy drink. And I just need that quick second. And that cold air hitting your face in a warm car, that's good for another three, four hours of driving. All right. Well, look, you got option A, option B. Yeah. You know, take the take the energy drink in a glazed donut or roll down your window. I don't know if the glazed, yes. in retrospect, the glazed donut probably made things worse. Oh, probably did. Because it's it adds the carbohydrates with it as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's going to make you sugar. crash. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that's I'm sure it was just probably the monster energy drink or you could do what what you should do, which is just take a quick 30 minute nap on the at a rest stop and could get recharged. I did that, too. Done that, too. Done it all. Did that trip quite a few times. Yeah. Not terrible. I've never driven from Buffalo. I've driven through I've driven through a lot of New York, actually, um, but not driven from Buffalo to New York City. Yeah, I've driven through buffalo up to upstate new york through canada right you live in michigan you spend a lot of driving through canada to get to the other side of uh other side of the u.s oh yeah you don't want to you don't want to see the united states you just want to like circumvent that whole thing well because you just go through well again and this was before obviously like 9-11 because then once that happened it became very hard to go through canada and then back into the u.s right so getting to canada was easy when getting back into the u.s is like what are you doing through canada it's like well driving through yeah. And that used to be like, yeah, cool. Okay. You got a, you got a Michigan driver's license. Yep. Makes sense. But now they're like, well, wait a minute. We got to make sure that you're not sneaking in, you know, fertilizer to create a bomb. Yeah, um, that's true. And then they stop. You. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you stop at uh, Tim Hortons along the way? Because at that point, that would have been a novelty. They, they weren't. No, in Tim Hortons was point. in Michigan. Tim Hortons was in Michigan, I think, oh. early 2000s. So it was a novelty then. Um, okay. The novelty to me, and this is because I, I didn't know of Krispy Kreme until I lived in Georgia. Oh, here we go. Yeah. When that light is on at a Krispy Kreme, you stop every time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Explain every the light. Explain time. the light. So if you're driving by a Krispy Kreme, and funny enough, Krispy Kreme's here in New Zealand, and it's not the same. It's yeah, because it's probably the like same. the KFC thing. It's like, yeah, it's Krispy Kreme, but they don't serve donuts. They serve like, I don't know, <laughs> they, serve, they serve muffins. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, because KFC with no biscuits is a crime. It should it be really allowed. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a crime. Up, like, man. like they they should come down here and and prosecute. They need to fix is, it. Yeah, know, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Like you need a biscuit at KFC. It's bad. Yeah, it's problematic. Um, so like Krispy Kreme, like I didn't know this either because I thought Krispy Kreme was overrated, right? Because every time I had a Krispy Kreme. It was someone who brings in a box, and you're just like, it's a donut, and everyone's like, oh, Krispy Kreme is the no. greatest. And it you're is. like, it's just a donut. And you're like, okay, cool. Until until someone told me when there's a when the red light is on, when you're driving through Georgia and that light comes on, you stop every time. So I remember this. I was in college, I was in university, and that light came on. And the person I was with said, We're going. I'm like, it's Krispy Kreme. I don't want a Krispy Kreme. And they go, Nope, we're going inside. The red light is on, we're going in. And he went in there and he said, I would like a hot fresh donut please 
And I took a bite into this thing. <laughs> and oh my God. Oh my God. It changed my life. Because when it's fresh out of the oven and freshly glazed, oh, it's the best donut in the world. Yeah. When it's fresh out of the oven, the Krispy Kreme is the best donut in the world. Now, when give it like 10 seconds after that, and it's an average donut. But when, it's, true. when that light is on, it's it's uh, unstoppable. I, I've tried uh, to recreate this with a microwave. It is not the same. It no. is not the same. The the thing about a Krispy Kreme, and I this was the thing because I remember um, my dad would often would would bring Krispy Kremes. That was the first time I had it because he'd bring them in when he he worked in the city. So he brought them, and that's when I had them. And uh, up and uh, you think glazed donuts? You're just thinking. The kind of craggly glazed donuts yeah. from Dunkin' Donuts. Peel the glazing Yeah, exactly. Right. But a Krispy Kreme is like the entire thing. I just remember that when I think of a Krispy Kreme donut, I think about that shine where every part of this donut is glazed and it's perfect and it's delicious. So yeah, it's that. that's another difference. Like a Krispy Kreme donut is delicious. Like it, it really is. is. It's good. It's good. And I don't, I don't and know yeah. what kind of bullshit. I, I really don't like that New Zealand versions of American institutions are, awful. are like are are destroying the, our good name. It's you bad. know, like the U.S. has a reputation, and you guys are destroying it by not representing our fast food institutions. Well, the U.S. needs okay. to needs to we need to have better handle on our IP as it gets out there, right? Like Walt Disney's not going to let anyone take Mickey Mouse and bastardize him, right? Like if you're gonna put That's Mickey true. on your stuff, it's gotta look it's gotta be Mickey, which mm-hmm. is everything. And for some reason, Krispy Kreme, KFC, Taco Bell, they just seem to not care about their product enough once it leaves American shores. Yeah. They don't they care. They don't care. They don't nope. care. Nope. It's disappointing. It's Seriously, it really is. It is. It's all awful. Right. So All right, let's see. So anyways, let's move on. uh eight years ago you could have gotten money from Red Bull, <laughs> but now <laughs> It's over. Yeah, you're out of luck. You missed out. All right, here we go. It's all about the Stanley Cup here. Have you heard this story? Stanley yeah. Cup accidentally, reading from Bleacher Report, Stanley Cup accidentally delivered to wrong address after Avalanche's <laughs> NHL title win. <laughs> First of all, congrats, congrats to the uh, Colorado Avalanche. The, the only thing I saw was that one of the players dropped the cup on the ice. <laughs> I no, saw that. Didn't, didn't see that. There we go. <laughs> Everyone has dealt with mail being delivered to the wrong address, but a Denver couple had a unique experience with the situation Tuesday. Per Colleen Flynn of Fox 31, the Stanley Cup was supposedly sent to a Colorado Avalanche captain, Gabriel Landeskog, but was mistakenly delivered to the Hilltop neighborhood in Denver. Kit Carbler, whose whose house received the special delivery, posted an image of the Stanley Cup on social media app next door. Quote, they got the wrong address for the Stanley Cup and were delivering it to my house instead of Langdeskogs, end quote. He wrote, quote, got to see it and touch it in my driveway, end quote. Speaking of Flynn about the mix-up, Carbler said he and his husband were in their house when they saw a delivery vehicle stopped outside. Quote, it looks like a contractor or something. I don't know. And a fella comes to the door. He's got a long kind of gray hair parted and he's very friendly and he comes right in and they're looking. The truck is backed up and they're looking to bring in the trophy and quote Philip Pritchard, the, the keeper of the cup for the Hockey Hall of Fame, told Flynn the mix up occurred because they quote couldn't really see the number of the on the house and quote and decided to go knock on the door. 
Flynn noted Lendiscog's residence has a similar looking address to Carbler's house. (laughs) Despite the confusion, everything worked out okay. A fan got to spend a few moments with the Stanley Cup. Lendiscog presumably got his day with the NHL's biggest prize. The the Avalanche defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning in a six in six games in the Stanley Cup Finals to win their first title since two thousand to two thousand one. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. got to be pretty cool though, right? Like if it just shows up to you, and it's like I love how they just sort of walked in, like yeah, yeah, we know what we're doing, and you're just like, uh, who are you? And like they we're here opened to up the Stanley the, Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh you'd be gosh. like, hey, it's not my house, but this is cool, <laughs> right? Like you would just. Yeah, so it ends up in his, I mean, that's got, I mean, th- I think he's got to be able to invite you over as well, right? Like, if you're the neighbor, you got to be like, hey, man, like, yeah, you know, can I at least come over and drink out of the cup? Absolutely. Um, got to do something with yeah. it. Although, no, with the cool, amount cool of stories cool. you hear yeah. about people doing stuff with that cup, I don't know if yeah. you want to drink out of that cup. Yeah, I mean, I sent you the video of this I'm dude watching this thing. Yeah, this it, is, and he just dents the, he just dents the corner of it. It just, it just, you could just see it just, just, just go right in. Um, and look, I'm sure that this thing, this this is not the original Stanley Cup. I don't care what anyone tells me. This thing it has is. been all it's sorts original, of wild places. Cup. This thing has like been shipped to Russia. This thing has been on like there's so many videos of what's going on with the Stanley Cup. Um, like people have eaten spaghetti out of it. <laughs> it's oh, I, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't think he dents the corner. No, no, no. That's that's like they're all. That's just kind of the angles. It's already looks like he dents the bottom of it when it hits the ice. Looks like it. Looks like it goes in. Looks like it dents in. Oh, but look I, again. I'm I'm sure they buff this thing out, right? Like I'm sure after everyone takes, they probably spend the whole hockey season like yeah, trying to you just, might be you right. Know, dang, ding the dings out of this thing because you know there's some dude that's you know driving around with this convertible or he's going skydiving with it. Like people do all sorts of crazy things with the Stanley Cup. It's a yeah, mess. You're. You're right. This, uh, this, this. He does. He just totally, dents. He just dents yeah. the bottom of it. It's, yeah. it's nothing that you it's, can't it's, fix with a hammer. It. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. But, damn, these guys really went to town on this. See, this is yeah, what social media do. does because you. This has definitely happened before. Yes, hundred percent. It's happened. It happens all the time. I bet you all sorts of people have dropped this thing or accidentally. I mean, they put their babies in it. Like you've seen everything in the Stanley Cup, and I'm sure there's some stuff that you haven't seen that you don't want to know. What's been, like you said, you don't want to know what's in that cup. Yeah. There's all sorts of craziness. And hockey players are crazy. Like, like to play professional hockey, there's something wrong. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's this video. Of this. <laughs> I didn't watch the first video where this dude The first one is what I'm watching. Yeah. Like, they, they really, they're straight up disrespectful. They got to take well, no, that scroll, away. Scroll down to the second video on the actual Oh, I watched ice. that one, too. That's the one where I yeah. saw the dent in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. where he dents it. But the first one, I mean, like, yeah, these guys go pretty, pretty hard. And it, yeah. and the thing that is a little frustrating is that you know this was the NBA. Oh, NBA players are out of control. But you know it's a bunch of bunch of white hockey players. It's all good. They're having fun. <laughs> but if Steph Curry does this, oh, what's wrong with the NBA? Thug culture, all this nonsense. You know. But hey, Van- you know, vandals, vandalism. <laughs> yeah, vandals and 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 thugs and yeah. Instead, it's like oh yeah, look at these guys who who are drinking way too much and drinking out of this cup. So yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Did you watch any of the uh, Stanley Cup? Not a second of it. Right. <laughs> Didn't watch a single second of it. Yeah, I um, watched a very, very small amount of it. But hey, congrats to them. Congrats to Drew. He won a bunch of money as a result. He oh, put okay. uh, he, he had money on those guys winning the cup at the beginning. Did of the he season. have early money on them winning the cup? Yes, or before was the it? season okay. started, he had like oh, four teams and like four, and they all made the uh, the playoffs. And I think three of them were in the were in the quarterfinals. 
No, so, so Drew, yeah. Drew didn't put any money on the Red Wings. He should be ashamed. No, 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 no. He's he knows better than that. How dare you? Smarter. How dare smarter you? The greatest hockey franchise of all time. It's not untrue, but I mean, when was the last time they were good? When was the last time they made the playoffs? When was the last time the Flyers were any good? Oh, they suck. I know they suck, though. It's not like I'm in denial of that, though. You Shut seem up. to be defending this team like like there's Quiet. something to defend here. I don't know what, Quiet, you, what we're talking Quiet. about here. Quiet. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Anyway. Other than gritty, that, that city and that team is a failure. I wow. said Oh, my God. But they, hey, look, that city also has the best French toast on the planet, the Green Eggs Cafe. I'm sure it does. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Really, it really does. Although, right. you know, the, the Philly cheesesteak is overrated, but continue. You know, you're right. Here we go. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. Again, you're, you, I think you're trying to go to war here, and I just, you're not saying anything that I really disagree with. Flyers are terrible. Gritty's are, is a national treasure. They have the best French toast in the in the world. And the cheesesteak is overrated. You're right. Especially since those guys like the way to do it right is with cheese whiz. Gross. Yeah. I don't want so anything much. with whiz in my mouth. <laughs> that, that's the end of that sentence. All right. Let's move on. Um, Breeding from the Hill. Let's talk about Radio Shack. What's going on with Radio Shack's Twitter account? Oh, boy. <laughs> Now, I did see a write-up about this um, on CNN as well, which was way more snarky. This one I have not read, but I'm hoping it's it's a little more down the middle. Let's see. And they also end with a great uh, quote uh, from their Twitter account. Radio Shack may be 100 years old, but the former electronics retail giant isn't ready to be old just yet. This week, the company grabbed national attention with a flurry of not-safe-for-work tweets that had many people wondering, is Radio Shack okay? Equipped with Radio a Shack. and the answer to that question was no. <laughs> equipped with a devil emoji in its name, Radio Shack flirted with Miley Cyrus and Lizzo, talked about getting high and clapped back at replies for telling people from people telling them to log off. One of the most noted tweets reads, quote, taking the second half of an edible after feeling nothing from the first half is always a bad idea. The chocolate bar got me out here fighting for my life, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> one, awful. It's... one particularly <sighs> lewd tweet was later deleted by the account. So what gives? Radio Shack's new edgy persona is part of the company's latest venture, Crypto. The company's Radio Shack swap exchanges virtual tokens known as dollar radio. I guess that's how you symbolize a uh, symbol, a um, any like sort crypto. of. Dollar, it, or yeah. even stocks, I think you. you oh, okay. The stocks have some type of thing as well, right? Like I okay. think Tesla, it might be the same. Yeah. Fair enough. Across the board, crypto has recently bombed on the market. As of Friday afternoon, one radio token carried a USD value of point zero zero nine nine two seven. So that is just under a cent. On Wednesday, Radio Shack followed up questions about the tweets with a non-apology, writing, "Quote." Shack intern here. I wanted to take a sec to reflect on my post. I know you're expecting me to say, I know you're expecting me to say in my wildest dreams, I never thought that tweet would go viral and to apologize, but I did it because I know that shit was fire as fuck. No, we didn't get hacked. And no, I'm not fired. Buckle up, bitch. End quote. <laughs> I don't remember what the deleted tweet was. I got to find I out do. what that was. I what remember is it? what it was. Go ahead, read it. Say it. I'm going to say it. And I apologize. Just say it. Just say it. It's good. Say it. <laughs> I'm, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look for it so I can say it verbatim. But okay. it's something well, along I'll... the lines of, of 
if your girl is a squirter, yeah, <laughs> which is awful. That was yeah, it, that definitely it was something like that. Let's see, radio. I don't know if that was verbatim, but it's basically along that. Oh yeah, if you find a squirter, marry her is the yeah. Tweet. And then All they right. rewrote it, and then <laughs> yeah, like you said, right after that is the thing you just read. And then after that, they sort of doubled down and said, I think about yesterday. I see a, lo- a whole lot of tits on TikTok daily, and I got put on Twitter per- parole for talking about marrying squirters. Elon Musk, when are we making moves, fam? The new generation of Twitter is here, and I'm going to champion TF out of it for you, G. Yeah. And that's, and again, it's like the languages. It's it's white people trying to be urban, and it's something that, that hey, you don't, every, you don't know this person. You don't know this person's white. I do. <laughs> I 100% All right, do. Continue, continue <laughs> to read. The, the, brand, the brand, which once tried to rebrand as The Shack, I remember that, filed for <laughs> Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in 2015 after years of losses and was sold off in parts to a variety of companies. Those companies filed bankruptcy in 2017 and Radio Shack was purchased for an undisclosed amount by current owner, Retail E-Commerce Ventures or Rev. The company also now owns once popular brands like Pier One, Linens and Things, and Dress Barn. If you're in the U.S., you know all of those. I mean, that's, that is a litany. That is a murderer's row of 2,000. <laughs> Everything you just named there. Yeah, that is, a, that, is a, that is a shopping mall's paradise. Like yes. Those, those <laughs> that is a that 2,000 is... peak shopping mall location for Christmas gifts. Yeah, the only thing you're missing is like, uh, you know, like a Toys R Us in there yeah. somewhere along the way. <laughs> Maybe a Pearl Vision or a Lens Crafter. <laughs> Back in, but they're still around because people still yeah, have still eye around. problems. People yes, still have yeah, eye like problems. That, that's are, one of those forever. things. That's one of those markets that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, but Amazon, radio, good luck. And, yeah. and Radio Shack was dead in 2000. <laughs> it just, mm-hmm. Amazon came through and finished that thing off. But so. Radio Shack, well, we'll get to that at the end because I, I, got, I got thoughts about Radio Shack. Back in the December... Back in back in the December, back in December, Rev announced the creation of Radio Shack DeFi cryptocurrency platform, which the company said will let customers trade existing crypto coins for radio tokens. In its announcement, the company said Radio Shack's name recognition could help break down the psychological barrier to crypto adoption by older people. Good luck. The radio, <laughs> yeah, the Radio Shack brand still lives online. I'll bet with a slimmer catalog. Meanwhile, about. 400 stores bearing the Radio Shack name operate independently of Rev, Associate Press reports. There were around 5,200 stores operating as recently as as 2014, according to CNN. As of 2017's bankruptcy filing, there were around 1,500 stores, hundreds of which have since shuttered. Radio Shack's cool pivot was met with both celebration and cynicism. The company's tweets were widely compared to popular meme from 30 Rock featuring older actor Steve Buscemi dressed like a teen asking, how do you do, fellow kids? Others urged against what they saw as obvious corporate attention seeking. As of Friday, Radio Shack's most recent update reads, quote, due to inflation, six inches is now nine inches, end quote. Radio Shack did not immediately respond for comment Friday. And by the way, they doubled down on that because they retweeted somebody who they retweeted a poll that somebody asked, which is how big is Radio Shack's dick with inflation? Big, ginormous, too big to measure, almost as big as FX sanction. I don't know what that means. Who knows? Function, maybe? I mean, look, the, the, I'm not going to lie. I thought the that, that's a funny dick joke. It's funny. 
I think it's funny. Oh, if Radio God. Shack didn't say it, I mean, they said it. I thought I laughed. I laughed. You laughed. I mean, and this is, and again, like you read the tweets from this. Anyone that thinks Radio Shack Twitter is wild, just remember. We watched a courtroom full of people talk about Amber Heard taking a dump in Captain Jack Sparrow's bed on live TV. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm Team Amber. I don't care what anybody says. She was an so Aquaman. Some, so I, some... <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about my stance on this case, but she was an Aquaman. He was not. I'm Team, I'm team Heard. And look, I mean, I, the reason why this <laughs> makes me sad is because I, I believe that there are use cases for this, for cryptocurrency as a whole. But man, this stuff is going rapidly backwards <laughs> where, where this is all going to fall apart. Yeah. And they've got no one to blame but ourselves because, again, it's just like I'm sure the, inter- the early days of the Internet was full of nonsense and ridiculousness. And it takes an Amazon to come in and control this by being like, all right, we're going to make a viable thing out of this that you actually need eventually. And man, all we're going to do is take old things and put cryptocurrencies to them. And yeah, it deserves to go to zero. (laughs) All of it does. If this is what we're going to do with it, then yeah, we should just burn it all down and be done with it. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a shame. Here's here's the thing, though. Radio Shack um, always sucked. Like, seriously, Radio Shack was always bullshit. Radio Shack was the place you'd go to in the mall because you're like, oh, in the sea of shoe stores and clothing stores and all the other stuff. It's like, oh, here's something for it. I'm just going to be stereotypical. Here's something for the guys. Radio Shack. Right. And what did you find? It was like the Milek of electronics. That's the only thing I could really compare it to. I don't have a better example than that. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But the, the like, again, it the was never I, it was never yeah. anything that you wanted. No. I guess I guess if you were a hobbyist and enthusiast well, and you wanted like semi like if you if you were in semiconductors for actual semiconductors, go to Radio Shack. The problem with Radio Shack was its price. Too expensive. Because it was a hobbyist store and they would sell you a you know, like a transistor that could take so many ohms of electricity and they would sell it to you for $10 when it was really worth 10 cents. And it was the only place you could go. And as a hobbyist, you just got used to going into this store. And if you're building electronics or you're building a train track or you're doing ham radio stuff because you're a nerd and you want to sit there and have your own little pirate radio station in the middle of you know the suburbs of New York, then Radio Shack was your home until the internet. And then you realized, wait a minute, I, I can do, I can buy this directly from China for pennies versus the $10 that Radio Shack wants to charge me for putting this inside of a plastic bag and stapling a Radio Shack cardboard piece of paper to the top of it. That's what happened to Radio Shack. I've got no sympathy for Radio Shack. They overcharged yeah. everybody. Yeah. And so. it was just because it was hobbyist electronics. And you couldn't buy it anywhere else. And the internet comes along and it crushes this. Yeah. But better yet, not even that. Before the internet, Best Buy. It's like, why would you go to Radio Shack when well, you go well, to again, Best Buy? Well, again, it Hell, was harder to I find would, like, was like what I just radi- explained, right? Like transistors and ham radios. Suppose, radio, you know, Circuit Best Buy City, wasn't selling that stuff. Those kind of things. Like, Where's Circuit it, City? That's another name. That's another past. one that, that was that died was first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the I, I feel like Monoprice or Newegg is basically the dream of what of what Radio Shack was. Well, not only to be. that, like Alibaba, like any of these, and I, I know that came afterwards, but like all these places where you just buy directly from the factory. Yeah. Like instead of getting the priced up version inside of a box store, 
eventually it's like, well, the internet means I don't need a box store. I can sit here at my house. I can tinker with my electronics and realize, oh, I, I need a certain gauge of wire that I can only find with this XYZ. That used to be a trip to Radio Shack, and then you'd overpay. The, the thing I remember is going into Radio Shack because it was the only place that was still open at a certain time of night, and mm-hmm. you needed to buy a like a HDMI cable. You yeah. go in there, the HDMI cable will be fifty dollars, and it'll be in you a go bag. To Best Buy. It would be it'll be 20, in a bag. <laughs> yeah, it's twenty dollars at Best Buy. You go to Mono Price, it's three. Yeah, it's and it's like hyperbolic. you go into the store. Oh, you need this gold plate? No, you don't. It's all zeros and ones. It's not. There's no be- There's no signal loss in HDMI cables. There's just yeah. quality of that cable of how long it's going to last if you're if you're running it through a wall or you're twisting it around some other piece of equipment. Otherwise, it's all zeros and ones. It's all digital. Oh, no, no, it matters. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. And this is why Radio Shack and Best Buy for that, like, I don't have any sympathy for them. They ha- they they cheated people out of money for years. And the internet eventually comes and goes, look, we'll take our 10 cents, so we'll charge you 20 cents instead of, instead of $10. So Radio yeah. Shack got greedy, and now they're posting nasty memes on Twitter. Like, you know, someone took your company that started in 1921 for ham radios. Yep. And now they're talking about squirting and nasty stuff. And there you go. Making, making dick jokes. Your fault. Amen. You deserved it. This is what happened. Just remember, this, this should humble anybody. Right? Yeah. You I think guess, you yeah. build some enterprise, and what's going to happen is some crypto bro is going to take your hard-earned company family name and start posting nasty tweets and jokes about it. So, it's capitalism. It's capitalism. You love to see it. <laughs> it's awful. It makes me sad, but at the same time, you know, Nah. Yeah. Fair like enough. I totally expect for Blockbuster to become pornography site at some point. Right? Has maybe, to. Maybe it should. Blockbuster porn. That's a nice ring to it. That has to, right? Like if blockbuster.com, if that ever goes up for auction. I mean, it's got the it's got the word bust in it, right? <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So blockbuster.com, <laughs> where the magic of Blockbuster lives now with dish. So they should be happy that Dish bought Blockbuster because once no. this domain goes up, someone is going to buy this. They're going to make a Blockbuster coin, and it's going to be nothing but pornography. It's an interesting use of crypto. <laughs> yeah, cryptocurrency is in trouble just because of the the clowns that have entered this thing. Um, hopefully, they well, leave soon when it all crashes to zero crypt- and come back to what it was supposed also, to be. <laughs> crypto is also dropping as the markets are dropping so well well, that's and that's the deceivious thing in the news because it's very easy to go oh this all crashes to zero everyone's going broke when it's like have you looked at netflix stock have you looked at amazon stock have you looked at any stock or retail housing prices or anything right everything's dropping it's just the fact that the crypto bros are annoying and so you know if you're in the media you've probably been you know you get some guy telling you oh you're gonna be broke because i just made 20 grand in an afternoon and then what are you going to do when it drops? You're going to take it out on those same people who've lost 20 grand in an afternoon. It's human nature. You're going to rub yeah. their face in it a little. And they give you uh and they give you COVID. And they give you COVID, even though they have great parties where you could have been tattooed. I mean, yeah, I guess I could have been, shouldn't couldn't I? Yeah, could have. Yep, but alas. Missed your opportunity. You just got COVID. Well, it's like what's that sign? That t-shirt. Like I went here and all I got was the shirt. <laughs> I need that shirt. I went to I went to this crypto party and all I got was COVID. Yeah. So. All right. Well, enough of that shit. Let's talk about. Let's do some media therapy, shall we? 
you sent me some inappropriate gifts. That so this on, show, the on, boys, is just it's it's awful. <laughs> it's, it. it's an awful show. Again, I highly people, recommend people that you don't it. watch this. People they love do it. love it, but people also love Radio Shack doing nasty things too. So, so like I, I so I guess you told me this dude. Like so, I guess having after relations this with scene, an octopus. So right after this scene, after looking <laughs> it's not at right this after octopus, this scene. it's a, it's an ongoing theme of this show. <laughs> oh, the theme is okay. Fair enough. Because it's it's this, this he's Aquaman. Oh, I see. Got it. Yeah, makes so sense. That's the gag. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, so you know I'm a big again, Aquaman it's, fan. Yeah. So there you go. You know, and the fact that I I mean I I did just let that slide that you said, you know. You're behind Amber Heard. <laughs> I think I don't think I've heard that one before. I think most people are like, well, Amber Heard's kind of a terrible person. This seems like uh this seems like she was at fault here. Whatever, man. Freedom of speech. Freedom yeah. of speech, she was an Aquaman. I, I do I need more? Like what more do you want from me? Like, come on. Do I do I need to is is that the worst position that somebody could have? There are multiple positions someone could have on anything, right? Countries divided. I got people in locker rooms telling me that civil war is inevitable. So why can't really? I have my opinion? That you got people telling you that civil war is inevitable. Yeah, they're like, great, New York's. Yeah, yeah. I got people telling wow. me it's going to happen. They're like, look at how people responded to the to the Roe v. Wade thing. I was like, yeah, I don't think they're going to be going out like shooting people. Like, I think. I mean, in, I'm pretty in the sure Handmaid's we tale, might. Right in the know? Handmaid's Tale, New York becomes part of Gilead. <laughs> Most of that story takes place in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, what's Gilead? I don't even know what that is. I never saw the show. It's so again. I'm going to explain this poorly, but The Handmaid's yeah. Tale is a book, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And apparently, there's this what kind of what you're describing, where there's like a fundamentalist group that takes over parts of the U.S. and it's called Gilead. And so okay. there's a section, there's a map if you look for it online that shows you what parts are like the United States. And what parts are Gilead? And so Gilead is like New York, Boston. It's like Northeast America, where California is kind of like where the new United States is. And mm. Canada becomes like this, you know, it's sort of the the new haven of, you know, civilization because America has gone so far off the deep end Got because it. it's gone back to this fundamentalist, you know, handmaid's tale you know, story where women don't have reproductive rights. And again, there's lots of Handmaid's Tale jokes on Twitter after that happened last week. Um, but yeah, sure. like if I'm sorry, I'm stalling a little bit to find the map. No, I found it. So map. yeah, like, yeah, the map. So you got the Republic of Gilead, which is basically like all of the Northeast of the US. And then you kind of have like what's considered like the free parts of the United States, which are, you know, which is like California and Florida, which is funny because I would assume Florida would fall into this fundamentalist map as well. Um, and then you got Canada. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that if anything happened, like I feel like if things go too far, secession would probably happen before actual bloodshed. And then it's like, fine, you want you want to live your life, do your do your stuff your own crazy way, go for it, do that. Yeah, like but and anyway. again, I I think the pro like the the states that are going to do other than Texas, right? Texas would be your biggest worry in this case. Of and look, I'm looking at this map, and like where Texas becomes its own republic, and then you know the the actual U.S. government and things would probably lean more towards western part of the of the country, and the most of the fight for this would be over where the Civil War was fought. It would be Virginia, it would be the Carolinas, 
it would be Tennessee, it would be in these regions of the world, if you were to have another civil war, it would be fought along the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah. Or you just say, all right, well, we'll just have 50 different countries. There you go. Simple. Which is what, I mean, I think a lot of people wouldn't mind that. And I would say, you know, traditional Republicans are going to go along the lines of, yeah, small government's better. So if you don't like it, move states. I don't I don't see any of that stuff happening. I just no, see us being it's just going to. What, what, what have I always all, said on this podcast? What have I always said? It's a pendulum. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Obama swung hard one way, swung back Trump and re- reducing reproductive rights. And when it swings back the other way, I think that's the death knell for most of this stuff, to be honest, because the generation underneath us, a couple, the generation of what would be our children if we had children, are are they're, they're going to up into all of this stuff, and it's going to be the 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 idiot millennials and the generation before us that is going to eventually die out, and these young people will completely control all this. So just well, at this the, point, along for the ride. <laughs> but that's the thing is that all the, I mean, didn't want to talk about this, but whatever. It's like you started it. The biggest, that's just, no, I talked about how, I guess I did bring up. You did start it. Anyway, <laughs> the, did start. I was ready to talk about some media. The, uh, the point, it's just like <laughs> when one side is like dismantling institutions so that it will work for their, to keep their power as a minority. That's when, that whole pendulum thing is gets a little more hairy, so we'll see how that works. But I'm hopeful. And nobody hopeful. wants to be the minority. Like, let's be honest, right? Because white people see how minorities are treated; they don't want that. <laughs> that Green Day, that Green Day song. They don't. They don't want. To, nobody wants to actually be a minority. Okay. So that's their that's that's their general fear of like, wow, we treat minorities awful. Why would we want that for ourselves? And it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyways. On to uh, media therapy. Yeah, what, what, are you, what are you watching? What are you watching? What are you I've watching? not done much of anything, to be honest. Um, I'm Watch trying to think course. of what I have watched. Um, a lot of television. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished. Did we talk about Obi-Wan finishing? I finished that. Yep, we talked about that. We spoiled it. Uh, I started watching Marvel thing. What's it called? Miss Marvel? <laughs> yeah. I watched the first three episodes. Now, Get- do you... Do you agree that all the production value went into the first episode and they kind of skipped yes. out on the next ones? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's cute. It's, you know, yeah. as I've always said, the thing that Marvel does better than any other group of superhero television origin stories is Marvel origin story. They're masters at it. Uh-huh. The origin story is always fun. Like how yeah. people become superheroes with Marvel is always great. I've not seen them have an origin story where they've missed in the fun department. They haven't all been awesome. But they're all you watch it and go, that's enjoyable. Yep. I enjoy that. Well, um, by the time we talk next week, I'll I'd have seen uh Thor four. Yeah, Thor, so that's Love coming out. Excited yeah. about that. Um I again like some of these things I I'm, I'm part of and I work on them and I see them. Um but yeah, the the Miss Marvel thing was was cool. But otherwise I've not done much to be honest. It's been a lot of working and uh yeah, not a lot of movies. No reality um, shows. Still, uh, you you not watching? Well, uh, I mean, not, not ninety day fiance is always happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's always a ninety day fiance to watch. Always. Okay, good. Um, right, I was and I will say this season again. Like these, we're getting to the point, and I'm starting to figure out reality show makeup here because I think it starts. Oh, just I would now. Say, just now, you're starting to figure it out. Well, because I didn't watch reality shows really, but no. I'm learning that most reality shows do start do start with 
the wholesome idea of trying to, you know, someone comes up, I believe, with intent of going, look, this is an interesting part of American livelihood of people who meet people from overseas and they want to become United States citizens through marriage and all these other things, right? Like, how, can you find love when it's not next door to you? Yeah. I believe it starts that way. And sure. then by the time you get to around the fourth, fifth season of something, that's when the people looking for fame start to enter. Mm. I don't think they start that way. I really do believe that they start off with just finding people in this situation and they give them some type of financial incentive to go, look, we'll help you pay for the visa. We'll help you pay for this or that, whatever. And then eventually it turns into, I can get famous off of this, regardless of if I actually want to marry this person or not. I just want to be on this show. Yeah. Because I watch the show. I love the show. And I'll come up with any type of concocted reality for myself to start finding people that I can be on this show with. So then once I'm off of it, I have an Instagram, Twitter, Facebook following that allows for me to start a new career. Like the girl who's farting in jars. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to be on this show. She wanted to be able to start her fart jar business. <laughs> you think she wanted to go on there with the intent of farting in jars? She went on that and she went on that intent for people to know who she is. And now look at that. I just talked about the girls farting in jars. I know who she is. That's true. So mission accomplished for her. So look, 90 Day Fiance, we're at the point now where the people who are on this show are on this show because they want to be famous. And so there's a little, and you're going to laugh at this, but there's a bit more disingenuousness to it than you might expect. It's like to another degree. So it's still entertaining. It's still fun to watch, but it's it's very contrived. You can well, tell the question is who goes to who? Like for ninety day fiance at this point, how do you get on the show? You have I to think actually people go, go to them and tell I them. I believe people hey, go to them that say, for example, right? Me and Alice could do this, right? Let's just say we were warped and twisted in a way that goes, we want to be on this show. A hundred percent, we could fabricate this. Yeah, I could move back to the states. We could come up with some story. And I can go to TLC and say, hey, I want to tell you my story. I need help for you to sponsor, to help pay for the visa. And, you know, the cost of that is you're going to pay me five grand a week to be invasive into my house with a bunch of cameras and watch us fight about basic stuff. Yep. And that's how I believe how it is now. I don't think they I don't think they have to go out and reach to people to get on this show anymore. People come to them. Well, I would say when they started, they probably definitely went out and said, hey, there's a new reality thing that you might be interested in. Hey, are do you you know are you marrying a, a you know an an international person? Contact us and we can help. Well, that was I'm like the uh, that was the started. that was the Maury what was it the Maury call calls uh, at the like trying to think what would you call these things? I'm trying to find some examples like calls uh, between like oh man between shows like they would have they would have these things like be a guest like are you somebody who you know, yeah. that wants to know yeah. who the Do you need a paternity test? Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. That's what it was. So Yeah, and it's like, call us and we'll help. And then you get on there and you're like, you're not here to help. And then people eventually go, hey, I'm going to call Maury. And I'm going to get this paternity test. And it turns into that. Like, it's just like, I can get famous. I know who my father's child is, but we're going to go on Maury yeah. and act a fool to see if we can become famous. Yeah, like, here's one. Are you are you a mistress who's in love with a married man and you yeah. want and you want him to choose once and for all between you and his wife? Call now. <laughs> Call Maury. Yeah. yeah, like, it starts there. But I would assume when it first started, it was like, hey, we genuinely want to help. I believe that you're probably genuinely interested in trying to solve this. And then it spirals out of control. And then you're like, whatever, right? We're helping people, kind of. But we're also making a bunch of money. 
And so, yeah, 90 Day Fiance, still still fun to watch. But there's awful people on this show, like awful people. Like yeah, there's yeah. one guy. I want to tell the story of this one guy. Yeah, do it. Right? He's, he's, he was, he's divorced. He's got two kids who are in their early teens. So I'm going to say one is like 13, 14, and one's maybe like 11. And he met this woman from Trinidad and Tobago. Right. Uh-huh. And so the entire time that they, they, he went down there for a week, right? And then comes back and goes, I'm in love with her. I want to marry her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know, I've never seen his house. He's never showed me anything over video. And this guy is a real estate agent and he is, he is portraying himself as being wealthy. Right. But of course he goes, oh, well, you know, I don't want her to love me for my money. You know, <laughs> so he's like purposely hiding. Oh, boy what he actually owns to see if whether or not she really loves him. So of course, right. He, he goes a picture from an airport from like an old work van and he takes her to his childhood home. That's got like a hole in the roof and all of this stuff. And of course she's like, is this where you live? And he's like, yeah, is there a problem with that? And then he starts getting upset by going like, Oh, she doesn't love me for me. She sees where I live. And I thought she was here for me, but instead she's here for something else. And then she's just like, I moved my life halfway around the world and this is where you're living you are hiding this from me that you're you know that you don't have anything that you're broke and then of course he does this whole thing where he reveals to her hey i'm actually rich and all of this stuff and then he's upset that she's upset that he that she deceived him and it turns into this and you're like that's totally contrived yeah but it's like you didn't have to do that and i'm sure if he went to this show because he wanted to be on it to you know to boost his real estate business by saying hey come meet so-and-so star on 90 day fiance and people go hey that's 90 day fiance dude who i bought my house from like it's him boosting his business because this isn't helping his relationship and then the other thing that he's done again this dude's awful he he gives her a prenup on his phone when they're in a ferris wheel oh so they get on a ferris wheel and he's like hey i gotta protect my assets I got to protect my assets. Here's the prenuptial agreement I want you to sign. It's on my phone. Read it. And she's like, and she's like, Damn. you decided to bring this up to me now when we're in a Ferris wheel? It feels like you're trapping me. No, no, I'm not trapping you. I can't physically leave. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. No, you can leave. And so go then ahead. She, gets, she gets this prenup and she's oh, in her, this, and, he's, and he's in his 40s and she's in her 30s. So it's not yeah. like she's 20, right? Like it's a fairly decent age gap relationship wise it's not like some yeah. of these people where it's totally predatorial where the dude's like 60 and this woman is some russian woman from who's 20 and then he's like i thought you loved me for me you're looking at this being like dude <laughs> like really <laughs> no, you think that's no. what this is so what she tells him is hey so i'm 37 and i want to have kids and so i want to put inside of our prenuptial agreement that we need to have kids before i turn 40 and of course he goes, Oh, this is a problem. This is unexpected. Yeah. So it, it's all of this, right? Like it's yeah. obviously contrived. And that's what the show is. So it's still entertaining to watch. By it's great, but it's not real. <laughs> it's the reality has left this show a long time ago. It's just so yeah, show. That's yeah. That's always that's always going on in the background. There's lots of stories like this that feel a little right. contrived. Um, and it's always the Americans. The Americans are terrible. They're terrible yeah. people. Um, the international people seem, for the most part, other than what's her name, oh, Anfisa, they seem to be decent people. Okay. Um, Anfisa now, that dude went to prison. <laughs> right. And uh, she's got a fitness career. So there you go. Yeah, good for her. So, <laughs> so before, what have you been doing? Because you've but been before, before I get in, I've just been playing the same game over and over again. But before I get into that, 
Have you heard of the movie RRR? No. All right. You got to look up this thing. This is an Indian movie. This is like a three plus hour movie. It's on Netflix. And I watched the trailer for this thing and it is bananas. And I'm going to watch this movie. I don't know when. I don't know how. Um, It is three hours. Wow. I could just watch it on Netflix. But at the same time, I watched the trailer to this thing. I'm like, I need to see this thing in a theater. Came out in March and it is insane. Like what is happening? Like there's a three minute trailer that you can watch of all this stuff going on. And it is it is an epic. Like basically the, the tagline here, a tale of two legendary revolutionaries and their journey far away from home. After their journey, they return home to start fighting back against British colonists in the 1920s. Wow. Yeah. 67 million views on YouTube for this trailer. <laughs> well, you, you watch I it, mean, you'll understand why. I mean, there's billions of people in India, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. But it's uh, it's pretty wild. So I was, I was curious to know because we have spoken about wait, wait, wait. prior. Is, that the, is, is this dude? Is this? Wait a minute. Is it the guy that, who's in all those action movies? The yeah. NGR is guy? It that, yeah. The guy that we've talked about. I believe I, we've talked about before. The snake guy. I'm right? not there's, there's a couple sure. of big action stars in India. I don't think no, so. No, it's not him. It's not him. No. no, no. These but this guy stars. is definitely a famous guy. This guy, uh, NTR, I guess. And... He I mean, is if like, he goes by NTR, I mean, that's that's pretty, you know, you got to be famous if you're like, no, my name is just NTR. Yeah, I go by the <laughs> NT Ramo Rao Jr. That's uh, that's who it is. Oh, wow. But there's I, a, wow, this guy fights a tiger. Yeah, that's what, so I, I, <laughs> I was back. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you would see this movie. That caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that. He yeah, roared back at the tiger. Dude, wow. Someone gets smashed over the head with things in, in slow motion twice in this trailer. Wow, this guy's Wolverine without the claws. Like he, he was running through that forest like that Logan trailer, right? When he when he takes the uh what is it? Um in that movie when he's running through the jungle, he takes something and he goes nuts. And and Hugh Jackman is running through the trailer or running through the forest, like chopping people up. Oh, uh Logan. Slogan. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, but it, but it's this guy. He's running through. So this trailer starts. There's a. I'm listening to this on silent. Right. There's a. There's a white guy. There's an evil colonist. It looks like. There's a young girl who gets put in a car. There's a mother who's screaming, and then the next thing you know, there's a guy who is running through a forest with just what I would call red boxers, right? Yeah, like a red, like red cloth. Uh huh. He is booking it, right? He, he hurdles over a log like he is an Olympic hurdler, and he slides, and then he starts to fight this tiger. And this tiger, there's a close-up of this man and this tiger, and the tiger is roaring in his face, right, as a yeah. tiger would. That's and he's right. holding onto two ropes, and he is bloodied, and his shirt is off, and he looks like a man. He's got a nice thick beard. And as the tiger is roaring, he looks the tiger dead in the eye. He opens up his mouth, and he roars back. I'm in. You have to tell me anything else. I'm in. I'm watching. You got to go to, uh, yeah, go to 206 in this trailer right, to see what on. happens I'm, I'm here. Still, I'm still going to watch this, right? The, there's the a lot play- of, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of Indian people. They just push down this, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot of colonialism in this watching this. Oh, on yeah. This, this trailer, it's a three minute trailer. I mean, you kind of see most of the movie through this trailer alone. Oh, man, this guy's punching a bag and he's breaking the boxing bag. I guess if you're going to have a three hour movie, like you kind of need a three minute trailer. Oh, my God. (laughs) I forgot that that happens in this trailer as well. I'm watching this thing. 
yeah, yeah. I might, I might just watch this today. Oh, this is like, amazing. I, I, think, I want, I I want to work for one of these companies. I should totally but, do this. So this I mean, is I'm why sure the working brought, conditions are awful, but still. This is why like, I brought this up because you were the one who first told me like what the deal is with Indian. Oh, it's great. Like it's a great. lot. They've got like awesome Indian film movies. and special effects and yeah. that kind of stuff. And the snake guy is what we were talking about. But this is like, you know, we kind of talked about you brought that up and how it was done. Right. Yeah. And I guess quality wise, not to necessarily talk shit about it, but the, you know, difference in quality. But to be honest with you, it's it's getting better. I'm looking at this trailer. That's what I'm saying. I'm watching this trailer and and I'm like, well, well, what do you think about this? That's why I was wondering if you've seen it. So when I see this at the end where it says see it in IMAX 3D Dolby, I'm like, shit, I missed it because this thing came out in March. And I just heard about it now. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm at, I mean, this guy kind of looks like Ice Cube, which is kind of amazing, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, he hits him over the face. Oh, this guy jumps over with a rifle. All righty, so I'm, I'm getting close here. I'm at two minutes. Yeah, two oh six. There's yeah, a lot of staring. Is... There's a lot of punching of bags. These guys are ripped. They've got beautiful hair. Oh, there's a fat white guy who jumps. Oh, and he grabs the gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, oh yeah. oh yeah so he gets hit by this by what looks a, like a palm a tree a tree falls on a car it, it basically uh it yeah it, it basically pops him up in the air he jumps in the air completely like, grabs the rifle like like nothing's going on they yeah. just grabs his rifle out of midair and takes a shot yeah oh, there is some it's yeah amazing. and then i'm watching then, this movie i'm yeah, in this, <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm in I'll try to watch this before we we talk next week. And, oh yeah, uh, so then there's lots of fire. I mean, these guys have wonderful hair. <laughs> oh yeah, it's wonderful. And then you get to the scene. Um, but yeah, with, that's, uh, I mean, this yeah, is always some... like these movies have always been fun to watch. I mean, this guy this guy catches a motorcycle. Like yeah, not not like you thought motorcycle. Vin Diesel was the man. This guy stomps his foot down on the front of a motorcycle. The motorcycle flips over in 360, 360 degrees. He grabs the back of it. He grabs the wheel. And then you don't know what happens next, right? You got to watch. This guy is stopping people off of motorcycles. He is a superhero, but he's also just a normal guy. What I'm assuming is trying to get his daughter back. Mm-hmm. It is uh, so, yeah. 90, 91% um, uh, positive from on the tomato meter, 94% by audience. So. Yeah, this is amazing. I mean, there's bows and arrows, there's guns, there's people jumping around. So, yeah, it looks like these are, like I said, you, these two guys from different timelines who <laughs> the end of this is hilarious as well uh, <laughs> yeah this movie's great i'm in i'm in let's do cool. it i'm watching it all right good stuff so all right I, I haven't watched anything i've been um but i've been playing the hell out of something but first i did finish neon white great game loved it still highly recommend it um yeah played it on pc but it's on switch if you want to play a first person shooter speed running platforming game check it out um but really, all my time has been playing I, the Somnium Files, the Nirvana Initiative. And uh, this is, of course, the sequel to I, the Somnium Files. Everybody knows that game, of course. I love this game. This guy, this is the same dude who made the Zero Escape series. And of course, 999, the official game of Herman Cain. And uh, 999 did just show up in one of the uh, in one of the puzzles. It was the solution to one of the puzzles. I was like, oh, he's still got that love for uh, for Herman Cain. Yeah, he's still and, out there. Yep. <laughs> he's watching. Um, this guy, I'm, I want to get his first name. Uchi Koshi. Kotaru, Kotaro Uchi Koshi. This guy probably needs some help, but goddamn, he can spin a yarn like like nobody else can. This guy somehow finds a way to 
introduce the most batshit crazy concepts into these mysteries and and then somehow make some work in this weird ass world he's making while making really bizarre jokes along the way and still keeping like a super grim tone. It's not too dissimilar from Danganronpa, but Danganronpa never really got into like, you know, multiple realities or doing things as over the top as like the first game. It's called I, the Somnium Files, because it's like you're there's an one of the characters is an AI who lives in your eyeball and the and the murder mystery was around people who are being killed and their eyes and one of their eyes was being removed. Wow. They called him the Cyclops going killer. On there. That was the first eye title. So the amount of eye puns and all that stuff was all over the place. And it was awesome. This game, the core mystery is around people being cut in half. So people okay. just show up and half their bodies are showed up. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, that dude's dead. And it happens to a bunch of people. And you're trying to solve the mystery. And it deals with things like simulation theory and various other heady themes in the game. And somehow just makes it all work with this cast of absolutely bizarre characters. (laughs) You play as a girl who was in the first game, who was like, who was 12 years old in the first game. And now you play as her like six years later in this game. And she's like, has superhuman strength. And you're like, well, why not? You just buy it because who cares? And yeah, it's a visual novel. There's like for the most part, but the actual gameplay is around like solving these mysteries. So investigating crime scenes and then jumping into people's thoughts and, um, and like solving puzzles to discover basically who's committing these crimes. So I've put in like, I don't know. I've probably put in like about 15 hours into this game so far. I think the whole thing is about 25, 30 hours, but I'm just starting to get to some revelations. Like they just finally told me like, what's up with these? Cause basically the, the, the core of the, of the mystery is that like, it takes place at two different time periods over six years and half of a body is shown in the first year. And then the second half appears like it, was fresh six years later and that's like the core mystery of this game which is kind of cool sounds interesting yeah yeah yeah. so it's weird it's funny i've been laughing i've been shocked i've been spooked and uh yeah uchikoshi has done it again he is five for five so far in my boat so if any of that sounds interesting and i don't know why it would Check it out. I, the Somnium Files, the Nirvana Initiative, it is on everything. You don't need to play the first one, but they did just put the first one on sale for like $7. So, and it's on Game Pass. So, if you got a PC, you got an Xbox, play it, check it out. I think it's worth it. It's a fun little story. Also, like, this is the kind of game where if this story was, this is the other thing that kind of crossed my mind, where if like if this story was in a movie, I would not be able to watch this movie. <laughs> like, no. there's no. It sounds. It sounds way. like a lot. You'd you'd it be you'd be like, oh, gross. it's a cool concept, but it's pretty gross, and it seems like it's a lot going on. Yeah, but the presentation, like the way they present this here, is like kind of tame. Like, it's not too much blood, and they actually explain why. <laughs> like, there's one. There's the first. There, there's more than one occasion where you'll like see a half a body stuck to the wall, and you just walk in, and it's something with this like kind of anime style, but. And, and they're like, huh, how's it just hanging up there? It's like, yeah, it works like a suction cup. I'm like, oh, gross. <laughs> gross. Yeah. 
<laughs> but but they like make a point say yeah there's no blood here because of this reason You're like okay cool got it and uh yeah but i, I realized that these are there's like something kind of interesting and cool to it but it's so out there and bizarro that just keeps me hooked and the characters are phenomenal like the first time like this girl who you play as from the who was in the first game she wasn't playing well the first game but kind of had that like oh right i remember this person from the game i played three years ago oh man it's fun to see these characters again so it's always it's always fun when you play a series like that or watch a series where after a long amount of time you see them and you just feel like this kind of sense of familiarity get that feeling whenever i play like a yakuza game or judgment similar things you know i it's funny because i get that here i can't yet i did not have that at all in all the time watching obi-wan or where i'm just like oh yeah it's that guy (laughs) you know i'm just like oh yeah this bro whatever (laughs) cool it's kind of interesting what resonates and what doesn't yeah so yeah that's it otherwise nothing nothing else played a little bit more forza horizon 5 this is a game that i can't listen to podcasts because it's all reading i have the japanese um voiceovers on because it's all it you know by my rule if it's in japan then they got to be speaking japanese so i can't have someone named mizuki speaking english that doesn't make sense so yeah fair enough (laughs) yeah mizuki talking to date and they're talking you know it's like no they're they're not going to be saying hey how's it going it just doesn't sound right so um yeah, so it's just like reading, paying attention, all that stuff. And uh, so no, so I did play a little bit more Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 5 is like one of the best games of all time. I'll just throw it out there. Racing game, open world game. I mean, game, the Forza games are always so super popular. Like it's, Her- it's probably one of the most popular, if not the most popular driving series now. Because I would say yeah. Gran Turismo was before, right? Well, they just and- came out with the new Gran Turismo. People love it. It's great. Yeah, it's which again, I mean, simulation. Like, yeah, Forza has has now because before Forza was kind of like, yeah, that's the mic, right? Because Microsoft was Forza, yep. still, and is. Gran Turismo was was more Sony. Sony, and I would say they're probably on par now as far as you know. I would still say Gran Turismo, at least from my understanding, was more of the more realistic racing games supposed to. So, be. but so I'd Forza, argue, yeah. Forza has captured a wider net because you have Forza Forza Motorsport, which is the simulation. Like that's the one that goes toe to toe with with Gran Turismo. And I'd say they kind of alternate, I think, depending on who you talk to. That's not my genre. Like simulation. If you if you're ever asking me what I want the tire pressure to be in a car, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not playing that game. Yeah, Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. (laughs) Um, but the Horizon series is basically like arcade racer. You can have that kind of granularity if you want it, but for the most part, you can jump in, pick a car and go. And they are awesome. They're done by two different studios. Turn 10 does motorsport and that new one is coming out next year. And that'll be more of a games of service type thing. But playground games is, does the horizon series, which has always been this open world take on this arcade racing game using real cars and just the, the presentation and the, like, you don't think of a racing game with a cinematic quality to it, but it really does. Like there is some yeah. awesome moments. I would recommend if you can, I mean, I guess you don't have game pass, so it's not, so it would cost you money, but basically playing, just playing the first 30 minutes of Forza horizon five, just to see what I'm talking about when I say that cinematic quality to it, because it gets you so jacked and so hyped to play this game. 
And it really shouldn't because you're just driving around in Mexico. <laughs> you're, you're racing in Mexico. That's the game. <laughs> That's yeah. it. But man, they do an incredible job. Like it's so good. And yeah, it, it's, it's cool. the ultimate podcast listening game. So. No, kind of, yeah, so you kind of zone out and just drive, right? I mean, exactly. I guess I guess that's what happens when you live in New York City. You just long for the basics that everyone else has. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But you also, you know, you can't drive through Mexico in, uh, yeah. unless you live in Mexico. Or you yeah, can't exactly. drive through like this. And, and probably not that free either. There's probably a lot of traffic. Like, where's no. that racing game where you get caught in rush hour? <laughs> <laughs> that was in... Uh, what was it? Mafia, the original Mafia game where you had to go the speed limit. Yeah, like that how infuriating has that got to be when you're just like, I can't believe I'm playing a game that I'm actually stuck in traffic. And it's like you have to sit there for an hour and a half and they're like, oh, yeah, you got to merge in. And hey, idiot, actually merge instead of waiting and then, you know, looking back. If you merge one car after the other, we can all get through pretty quickly. But you got to speed up or you're not going fast enough, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think. uh <laughs> That seems infuriating. Now that I've explained it, I don't like it. There is a game where you just ride a bus through the desert. I think I, now I guess this was real. It's on. Uh, I guess it was in Penn and Tell. I didn't realize this was. Yeah, but there's desert bus VR. Yeah, and you literally just drive a bus through the desert and it's very slow and boring and you just drive on a straight road. <laughs> God, it sounds awful. But I didn't like, realize it was originally part of Penn and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors unreleased game. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, but there's there's like there's charities that are around. Yeah, Desert Bus for Hope is a um yeah, people will like live stream this game and fundraise against this. And it's it's not sitting in traffic, but it is the Pretty monotony <laughs> of it is the monotony of driving. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like, cool. oh yeah, you thought you were gonna have fun? Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> meme the meme factor of things should never be underestimated. Between things like that. I mean, the one of the games that took off last year was Power Wash Simulator. People go ape shit over that. I mean, what is it? Is it, there's the truck simulator as well, right? Like there's something there's a simulator a, for everything. Farming the simulator. simulator. For everything they now. they yeah. annualize farming simulator. Wow. So now it's a subscription based thing. No. You buy oh. a sixty dollar game every year. Every to year, play farming oh, sorry. Simulator. I, th- I, I thought you meant wanna, like you had to like renew every no, single no, no, year. No, 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 no. You want to? You want to like, drive your update? Yeah. You want? It's like you get a roster update in the new Madden. No, you get the new John Deere's in this one. Wow. So you get getting, the twenty twenty two model, and it's like, oh man, yeah. the John Deere's now have this design in front. Yeah. Look, man. There's there's also in, there's know. also Mud Runner and Snow Runner, which are literally games around driving like big trucks through like through like difficult terrain but highly focused on simulation <laughs> people love it wow people love it they said it's a it's a lesson that I, i'll we can leave you with today there is something for everybody indeed there is there's something for everybody if you want to sit sure. in traffic in a video game because you live in new york city and you don't sit in traffic anymore there's a game for that <laughs> Probably. There's a game for everything. It's just how it works now. So yeah. Yeah. And some and somebody will like anything. Yes. People there's something people get out enjoyment there for of everything. So don't ever think don't ever think that you can't find what you're looking for in life because there is something out there for everybody. Somewhere so. somewhere out there there's a psychopath who's like, you know what I love? Bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah. Because that means I, like, I love it. I don't have I love to see it. my I need kids. It. I can't live another. without it. I can't live without it. I love it. 
I need bumper to bumper traffic or I need to I need to be on a in a car as a cyclist and you know or sorry I need to be on a bike as a cyclist and almost get hit by a car every single morning I need that in my video game life and there's a video game out there for you yeah it's called Gran Turismo you can do that in Grand I mean in Grand Theft Auto you can do that in Grand Theft Auto just get on a bike yeah dodge vehicles something out there for everybody all right well on that note (laughs) we're at the end you should review us Say good nice things about us, please. iTunes, Spotify, those kind of things. Until next time. Oh, shuck it, duck it now. <laughs>